thought you were starting. Oh, was I starting? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I guess we're starting uh, off the video on an awkward note. Uh, so, welcome everyone to the Esports Entrepreneurship Podcast. We're, we're just guys talking about all our business ventures that we're working on in the esport industry and the live streaming kind of content creation side as well. So this we're in our mastermind. We just have our conversation just like any other mastermind, but you get to be a fly on the wall listening to our conversations. Uh, with that, uh, Leon, do you want to go first or sh- should I now because I did the opening? Uh, I mean, I, I don't care. I can go first. I don't think there's a whole lot to like really talk about. Sure, we can go, um, we can go first. Okay. Um, so yeah, anybody that was here last week probably recognizes that I was away sick. I got my, my COVID booster and had a very terrible reaction to it. Um, most of like the really serious effects are gone, but my breathing is worse, um, which is cool on top of my winter asthma. So um, yeah, I've, I've unfortunately kind of been out of it. Even like my sleep schedule completely reset with this because I ended up sleeping for like 18 hours one day when I was really sick. Whoa. Um, I, yeah, I just haven't gotten to fix it yet. So unfortunately i haven't been good about like my streaming or my work i did the the tuesday podcast which was still pretty good i think but that's a lot of it um otherwise um we've been editing your book which has been pretty good we had our one call about um trying to figure out what it is i want to like transition my business model sort of into which i think was still a very productive call even if we didn't finish it um, unfortunately, I know that's not a whole lot, but that's kind of where I'm at. I, I got, I got really, I wanted to go to the hospital level of sick. So and, I'm, I'm kind of still on the mend. It's like not a lot you can do when it, you, you will have those weeks. Like you'll just have to. And when you get sick, it's like you, the most you can do is just recover. Right. Um, mm-hmm. like yeah, I, I, I think my breathing is just going to be like this for the rest of the year though. Until it that's starts getting warmer. I mean, that's what happened last year and the year before that. So, yeah. You, so, like, like, what does that what does that mean? Like, does that mean you're not able to work during this time? Like, do you have to be very careful or conservative? So, I, I mean, a little bit. Like, my breathing is na- naturally not very great. Um, even certain things, like I, I missed. Um, some days to like help a friend move out, even just like lifting and carrying boxes and stuff, like completely took all my breath away, and I had to quit for a bit. So I, I can't really do much physical labor as it is during the winter until it gets warmer out and I start breathing better. And unfortunately, all the, the medical care in my area just is terrible. There's there's not a whole lot they're doing to help me, so I kind of just have to deal with it. Can you throw like a heater in your room or something? Get it like super warm and like. So there's the thing. It's warm. It's warm in my room. It's. I mean, it's mostly because of my computer. But it's. It's not a matter of like temperature or humidity or anything because I've tested for that. Um, it's more than likely just some allergen that's very prominent in the winter that we haven't been able to identify. Wow. Because I'm. I. It's like a lot of people have um allergy issues in the winter because they're indoors a lot and then there's a lot of dust and stuff. But I'm a naturally indoor person anyway. So, yeah, there. There's doctors are just like, I don't know, have an inhaler. I don't know, have another inhaler. I'm like, you've given me this inhaler every year for the past three years. It doesn't work. And then, yeah, they gave me another, another inhaler. 
that doesn't work. And they gave me that instead of actually giving me my allergy medicine. <laughs> Every time I go to the health oh. clinic here, it starts off with a, hey, what medicine are you on? And I'm like, why can't you tell me what medicine I'm on? And like, oh, well, we don't have record that you're on anything. So you need to tell us what you're on. And it's like, that makes me really uncomfortable. I'm on medical cocaine. Uh, I need my dose. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I probably could just try to get whatever I want out of them. <laughs> but a lot of it's like I, my like antidepressant, some super weird name I can like never remember. And I last I went in there a few days ago and they were like, oh, well, we can't actually show that you're on any antidepressant. I'm like, you've had me on this thing for like two years. I'm like, you're the one that prescribes this and you can't tell me that you've prescribed it in the past. Interesting. And it's a private, yeah. private healthcare too. Um, I mean, everything in the U.S. is private. Yeah, that's that's so weird but, because I thought everything like because in Canada everything is public. At least majority of it is public. Um, and like the lines are super long. And I like I from my understanding is the public services are supposed to be a lot worse. So that sounds even worse than what we kind of have going on here. Oh yeah, I um. I had to meet with someone for a specialist for like a colonoscopy related thing. And I had to wait six months to see a specialist. Jeez. Yeah, it's 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 just terrible. It's the same thing. Like if I want to go see like an allergist, I live in like a decent sized college town, but there's only one allergy person here. So there, it's like a 30 minute drive to the other side of town for me. It's awful. Yeah, that's, so. that's rough. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how it is in, like, other parts. Like, maybe, like, Indianapolis, since it's a really big city, is better. But where I live, it's just not great. So, um, so like, how does that, uh, bringing it back to the topic of work, like, how does that, like, because I'm just trying to understand for myself now, like, does that affect your ability to work at all? Um, does it hinder your productivity? Uh, or is it just like a just a, something you have to watch out and be careful of when you move around? Um, so like like physical activity is obviously really bad. Um, for the rest of my stuff, it becomes like a little bit more difficult for like talking. But yeah, like even like right now, I have to like be very careful about like how I'm talking because if I completely exhaust all my breath, I it'll take me like a solid few seconds to actually catch it and start inhaling wow. again. Yeah, that's, that, so it's that's annoying. Yeah, it, it really does affect like everything I do. But yeah, that's like the one downfall, especially with like me spending time streaming, is that that you have to be talking almost constantly. Yeah, that's rough. But yeah, yeah, I do want to get back on like the streaming train because it felt really good to at least be like regularly working on something. It's just. Yeah, I already like made sure to set my alarm so I can try that again on Tuesday. That's good. That's I just, good. Yeah, I just need to try to get back into it. Yeah, getting that momentum would be pretty pretty important. That's why I kind of like focus blocks too. Is like every time you clock in a focus block, it's just an hour of work. It's just like you know, okay, I did a focus block. I did an hour of work. And if you do two, then you know you did two, and then you can do two the next day and the next day. And it's like you get those strings of wins going because you just like. Because it's very time boxed and defined. Highly recommend you try it out, uh, even if you're hesitant to. It is a great great service. But nevertheless, I think streaming and streaming consistently would be a good idea. I enjoyed your streams anyway, so I've been missing them. Um, but 
But besides that, I think for your own like mental health and to have, because I think you need something like an anchor that's consistent. Like you should be waking up same time, sleeping same time, going outside at the same time, trying to eat at the same time, and then working at the same time would also be like a good anchor to make sure everything's aligned. Yeah, I did um, a decent job though, since I've been like more free in the evenings of getting some like video editing and stuff done. So I actually put the um, the little like podcast episode from last Tuesday online. Um, and then I cut out like a few like weird snippets of it for like TikTok and stuff. But I, I we actually, we talked about this too. Um, was it yesterday we had our, our networking meeting for eSport? Uh, yes, it was yesterday. Yeah. I, I don't think TikTok really translates super well for me, but it's it's not bad for me to still kind of do those kind of things anyway. Maybe it'll work out. I'll like figure it out somehow. Yeah, no, TikTok is kind of difficult, but I mean, at this point, what are you even trying to translate them into your stream? Uh, I mean, that would be at this point probably the most ideal thing. If I could, like, Twitter followers would also be really great, but I don't think either of those are necessarily easy on TikTok. I mean, but does either of those kind of align with their new business model that you're trying to go for? If you're trying to be a consultant, like, does there is there really a value add to that? Uh, maybe, sort of, not completely. Um, I mean, even, like, my little, like, daily streams probably don't work itself into that, but it's just something to kind of, like, keep me going and being good for my mental health yeah no that, that's fair that's fair I, I i yeah i guess once you kind of make that full transition then it's like okay what do you delegate out or what do you eliminate in terms of processes that aren't contributing but i guess until you at, until you're at that point then yeah i guess having these other things to keep you going and um just also just like like their streams are pretty good so like just building out good stuff and hopefully building out something like even if you gain some traction i know you have several people that join each time you stream so it's like at least uh, it usually gets near double digits right if not in double digits uh near double digits is probably pretty accurate for where i usually sit um sometimes with the like the tuesday night because those are like shows and other people are streaming too we can rate into each other and that gets better but um i wouldn't consider like rating numbers to be like accurate of what you're doing because mm, those are like very temporary boosts yeah that's fair but um, moving to the, the consulting side, though, uh, I don't know if you noticed in the Discord, there was someone who was mentioning that they are they're a part of a nonprofit as a volunteer. CEO is looking to into esports uh, and build out content and stuff. So then I, I tagged you saying, I think this would be a good project to pull Leon on. He said, yeah, I'd, actually, I'd be happy to connect uh, Leon and get him connected with the CEO. So that might yeah. be a potential opportunity. I, yeah, I saw that. I was wondering if I like missed something because I tried following through uh, that person's profile to see the kind of stuff they're working on, and it didn't seem anything related to like gaming or esports at all. Uh, so the nonprofit that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if I I might have missed a message on that. Yeah. So what what he was saying was um, mischievous. I think that's his IGN. He was saying that the ambassador or he's an ambassador of united united borders and they're looking to start a gaming program allowing youth to um program allowing young people in the program to stream and do other game related stuff and i've been appointed the head of games 
That's what he was saying. So they haven't done anything yet, but they're looking to move into it uh, potentially. So that could be a good initial contract uh, because even if it's not a paid contract, uh, getting something and getting that testimonial in and potentially moving forward with them, right? So like when I my first um, my first contract was paid and it was with a nonprofit similar to this, but it was more so uh, younger people, even younger people, and it was an educational kind of facility. But the first contract was a small contract and the second contract was a really, really big contract. And that's because you you get them into that relationship. You get the trust building and you really understand what their problem and pain points are and what their goals are. And once you kind of understand that, selling them on the next steps and that's how you can kind of expand your ability to work with someone. Like if you, again, if you can ever provide someone more value than it would be to then it would cost to pay you, then obviously they'll pay you because it like the the only buffer between that is trust. So like if you like if you say you offer more value than they like have to pay you, it's just a matter of how much can you like land that, like how accurate can you be with that um, estimation. But assuming that trust is there and you're able to clearly provide, okay, I can do X Y Z for you. We can set these up. This will bring you this much traction. It'll do this much for your students. I'll take care of all this heavy lifting, so you don't have to worry about it. And it be just becomes like evidently more value than it would cost them, like the contract wise then mm-hmm. it could lead into a good opportunity. So that's why I think it's good for you to take this lead on as an initial prospect because you don't have to even hunt for anyone. They're literally coming to you. Yeah, that I, I think I got really stuck on just trying to figure out where like the line was drawn because I couldn't, like I went through old messages and couldn't find it either, but the server's actually been really busy lately, which is, I mean, a good thing. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah, there was the um, that podcast I was on recently too. There was somebody else who was like, "Oh, maybe I should reach out and talk to this guy," and I like looked at their like bio and everything, and I'm like, "I don't know why you would like want to talk to me. It doesn't seem like what I'm working on is anything relevant to what they do." But, yeah, I, I actually DM. I don't know if you noticed, I DM'd you that literal literal thing because I saw it as well. Yeah, I saw that, and I, I, yeah, I maybe I should just stop like doing ba- so much background research and just spend more time just like actually reaching out to someone first rather than trying to figure out like why i mean i mean in her specific case because she's obviously saying that she would be interested in reaching out i would have just reached out and just said hey let's make this happen and then you could also ask just what because i mean your objective in that situation would be to get on her podcast right like you, you wouldn't care because like right now, obviously, even like the wide world of esports, you're not getting a massive amount of traction. It's just going on that, building that credibility, getting that exposure and the potential opportunities, right? And also just the credibility of saying, okay, I've been on this podcast and the enjoyment of it. So like if, if that is the reason why, that there's no need to truly understand why um, she wants to take you on. But you could just ask her. But you ask her after you secure the opportunity. And you're like, even before the podcasting, I'm just curious what made you interested in taking me on and right before the podcast starts. Okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can figure out a way to reach out to her pretty easily, I think. Mm-hmm. She's got her own like website and everything done. Yeah, that's perfect. But yeah, I would. I also, um, I, I don't know where you're at, but I. I totally forgot. So I've had these guys that reached out to me. It's a post-secondary institution. I've had a lot of calls with like those over like more so the summer, springtime. Not so much this season, but right now those guys reached out. Well, they reached out a few weeks ago and I've kind of fallen through with uh, getting a call with them just because my schedule is so busy. So I might, if you want, I can connect the two of you 
you and like they're an athletic uh, department people. So they're trying to understand how esports is, how it works in post-secondary. If that is something you're interested in getting started in terms of a conversation and just trying it out and seeing, because like you're, you have nothing to lose, right? Like if worst case you like you talk to them, you don't know what to say. And it's like, okay, you realize, A, you didn't know what to say. Why was that? And you realize how the conversation went. Like my initial conversations were so bad when I was a consultant. Because, I mean, I wrote about this in the book too. I would jump on a call. <laughs> trying to trying to sell them but i wouldn't say anything when the call starts and they'll get a really awkward silence and then the other person would just take the lead and just keep asking me questions and i would answer the questions um and my answers are pretty good but by the end of it i would just mention hey you know i also do consulting they're like okay yeah whatever and then just leave and never talk to me again right but it's only because i went through those first calls um and went through those experiences that i realized that's why i think it would be good if you want i don't know if they'd even reply at this point because i've ghosted them well not intentionally like they replied to a message because we had a call set up and then i had to postpone it and then we had another call and then they didn't show up so then they replied saying hey can we just do another one and then i said yeah let's do this day and then they said no can we do monday instead and then i didn't reply to that so like there might be an opportunity <laughs> for uh me to say hey yeah my schedule is super busy apologies but uh, Dr. Leon Cipher is a good friend of mine. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, why don't you guys get on the call with him instead? Yeah, I'd be yeah, I'd be down and talking to him. Well, let me know how that goes. Uh, I'm gonna take a note of that. Post secondary guys. I think they're community college. I don't remember, but but yeah. Nevertheless, um, yeah, I'll 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 connect you guys. You'll see that in your inbox, and we'll see what happens there I'm trying to see if there's anything else i think there's someone new who joined the server i haven't looked into their background yet but there might be some opportunity there he added us i don't know why uh, yeah i saw that too they're wanting to do um like get data for their tournaments I, I went through trying to figure that out, too. Maybe they're using a different system that would be a little bit better, but I could not figure out a good system. Because a lot of the companies you use your websites or that you use for your like, tournament organizing want you to pay for that kind of like API stuff. Mm. That's interesting. I know OPSE, the Ontario Post-Secondary Esports League, when I was part of that organization, they were talking about getting something set up like that i don't know if they've ever did it but yeah i mean that's worth just replying then i didn't real i didn't know what he was doing i just saw he added us and he said tournament organizing so but now i'm reading it he says i'm a new tournament organizer so okay never mind but yeah i think yeah i don't think i have anything to add in terms of your stuff i think you just got to get back on the horse uh get clarity like i think the next two weeks for you is just really going to be about clarity and locking down what it is you're working on, clearing up some stuff on your personal end, and also just figuring out what is that process, what are you going to start doing, and um, with that clarity, moving into 2022, strong. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might to... also, oh, sorry. So I'll have to figure some stuff out, but yeah. Yeah, once that's kind of locked down, I mean, my website, I think my website actually isn't losing any traffic, which is weird. I mean, I mean, I guess it's not weird because it's a blog, but I haven't made any content in like, I would say eight months at this point. It's pretty insane. But um, but nevertheless, for the certain articles, I can definitely include like a banner or something for you 
Um, I'm having some problems, like the problems we were having last time too, long time ago, with Elementor, which is a plugin, and just um, WordPress bugs. And I don't have like a technical guy that I have a relationship with to help me resolve those issues. So it's like trying to figure them out, take some time. Yeah, one of the things I never figured out for my website is I get like an email every time a plugin updates. And I don't, I don't need to be notified of that, but there's no, I could not find anything to disable that. No, there, there's definitely a way to disable it. I've done it. I, I used to get the same thing. I don't anymore. I don't remember what it was, but there's something within those emails or something within the WordPress dashboard. You can probably Google it and find out, but there is a way. There's definitely a way. Yeah, that was another thing. When I was trying to go through WordPress, a lot of the guides and stuff I found are just horribly outdated. Which is super weird because that's like the top search results aren't showing anything that's like new and relevant. But I don't think Google has a system like it would be nice for me to just be like, yes, this is relevant to what I wanted or just say, no, this is outdated. Don't show it to me anymore. But Google doesn't do that naturally. Nope. Uh, But Google also naturally prioritizes more new posts than old ones. So, okay, yeah, Bluehost does not yeah hasn't hit that yet then there's so much stuff on there i'm like your interface doesn't even look like mine (laughs) uh yeah um with that i think that's everything though that i can say for your end um yeah that's i mean that's all i can think of right now too cool 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 okay um so moving on to yours truly Let's see. So, okay, the book. I was really hoping to get it done last week. Oh my god, I keep pushing it back. But this week is like seriously the last time I'm pushing it back. But I, I'm hoping to get it done at the end of this week. I actually have a really clear plan. Like, there's some very, very clear things that I want to fix. Yesterday, last week it was finished. Like, I was able to ship it down. But I knew the summoner wasn't fully cleaned out to the degree that I wanted it to. And I didn't realize how many errors there were in dominating your route. I don't know if I even did a proofread over it because I saw your, it was like 86 comments and I was like, whoa, that is that, just... that was, that was a big chapter though. That's fair. I don't like that. It's such a big chapter dominating your route. That was actually the last chapter I decided to add. And it was supposed to be a short chapter just about um, using first off. The point was to communicate that your GPAs don't matter, but then also mentioning or or mentioning three things your gpas don't matter use this reallocate your time to um actually doing practical stuff and only invest time on intellectual value that actually contributes to your work and then third was use post-secondary as a low risk low reward environment to help develop your soft skills that you might be struggling with in other areas because you can push yourself and the consequences are very low because it is a, a low risk low reward environment that's made to help you build soft skills that was the point of the chapter. It ended up becoming some other creature of a bunch of advice and uh, very long, very long. Yeah, that was that was really interesting because I, I was definitely always one of those persons where like your grades matter, like that's everything. And it, it, I think it made a pretty good argument. Not not wholly yeah. against it, but pretty well. It, it really depends on the industry too, right? Like if you're in legal, if you're in healthcare, then you, you like you'd be crazy not to focus on your grades, right? Like that is very important. Oh, engineering, it depends on where you're trying to work and where you're trying to go. Like if you're trying to go to like a, a fan company, like they're gonna screen you 
based on your GPA, at least initially. Like even even though Google says there's no correlation, they do also say that for initial hires, they are taking that into consideration. They don't take it into consider consideration after two years because the moment you start getting real life experience, it is completely different than post-secondary. So they, they like they literally emphasize that, that there's no correlation and it's completely different. Once you start getting some experience, it does not matter. And and under the same light, um, getting some experience, if you have a decent amount of experience even before you can use your GPA, your GPA is not a non-factor. That's why in like computer science, you can get away with being a self-taught because as long as you have a good portfolio, you're able to communicate your value through that. But but yeah, uh, in short, I, GPAs really don't matter. I don't. Uh, but like they do like again there is a lot of nuance like you mentioned it does not it's not that they're bad it's just the roi you can gain from having a better portfolio is significantly more impactful than your roi from having a higher gpa yeah i think part of like looking back i think part of the reason i had so many like issues with that chapter is because i actually did go to like a prestigious engineering university which are like like hits two of the things that you mentioned are like if you're going into like engineering or a prestigious university, like your GPA actually does matter a lot more. Um, I still like when like graduating, I still wish I had more like practical experience that I could speak to in my portfolio. But that wasn't like nobody taught me that when I was younger. Like I, I remember one of the university or professors was like, oh, yeah, there's an internship here. And I'm like, why would I spend my summers working when I could spend it like playing video games or doing something else? Like nobody told me that like internships are just expected at this point or having yeah. some sort of experience. Yeah. Experience is so, so important, but yeah, no, in, in to your point though, prestigious in, because if you go to a prestigious university, like you very well might, might as well, because you work so hard to get in there and there is some weight to that name that you might as well focus on a high GPA because that would really matter. Like if you can mm -hmm. have a high GPA in a highly prestigious university, like that is a, like I was mentioning, I think it was Waterloo. I don't know if it was that chapter, but Waterloo, actually I don't want to go into too much detail here. We're getting way off track, but I, I appreciate the advice. Um, I'm going to have to go through all your notes. I have not yet, but nevertheless, mm -hmm. the book hopefully will get done this week and I can put it in KDP, KDP because I really want to move on and focus on the actual business model, the thing that's actually going to make me any money because this book is not going to. I'm very curious still to see how the book turns out and how it actually does. I'm not, my expectations aren't high in the sense that I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to be okay with if the book does not sell really at all. Um, I think it'll open up doors and I think it will help the few people that actually are interested, at least the people that I have a conversation with, even on this discord, right? Like I was talking to someone yesterday, a mischievous, the guy that we were actually talking about on the Discord server. I was having a call with him and he was asking me, what books would you recommend someone like me, someone who's in post-secondary taking an eSport program should read? And I was like, my book was literally written for someone like him and I would love to have recommended that, but it's just not out yet, right? So like at least I'll help those individuals, which is the important part is helping people, having that statue, um, being able to say that I'm an author, which would be valuable, and then opening up opportunities, which I think I can cover all three. Ideally, it does take off and people end up buying it, uh, people that I don't know, and that ends up leading people into the server and just having, just helping people overall. But we'll see what happens. Uh, it was a very big passion project though. I'm super happy. Coming to a close, it's such a, I, I like the book. I think there's a lot of, a lot of things I would probably change at this point. Um, I think I'd have to, I think I'd still would want to cut down a lot of content, um, but 
It's like I'm not doing anything more at this point. At this point, it's just very specific things I want to resolve. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I didn't even realize how big the the book was turning out until you mentioned the page limit to me. Yeah, it's like almost 360, um, 200,000 word book. It's insane. Um, but I actually, I'm finishing out a practical action section. This is something I really wanted to add. Never had the time to, but now that I'm extending it, I have the time to. Um, so basically, each chapter is going to have a practical action section. But that is a total of 5,000 additional words, which isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. But it's still like a little, a little addition to the overall picture. But yeah, on other note, though, um, so we obviously, I'm sure you actually, obviously, you know, you were there. We ran a networking event. Primarily, Blake was the one who set it up. Um, he ended up missing it which was unfortunate, but he was the one who kind of put it together, made the announcements, did all the marketing for it. And we had five people show up, which was not terrible. Um, it was actually, or I guess excluding me, it was four people. Our hope was we would get five people excluding me and him, which we were one off. So I was pretty happy with that. And obviously you were there. The conversation was pretty good. I, I think we, I learned a lot. Um, and I think the, what was really cool is that our experience pool is very, very diverse. Like no, same, no two individuals were doing the same thing. Like one guy was writing his thesis. Another guy was in high school looking to get into post-secondary. Another person was an esports writer. You having your ed background in education and having a, you know, being a doctor. <laughs> I love saying that. It's so cool. It's like my parents <laughs> would be so proud if I was you. Oh. <laughs> my son is doctor. Oh, my. My parents aren't quite as proud of me. So. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I think it's so cool, though. Um, and you, you'll get there. You'll, you'll make them proud with your epic business. We'll, we'll, make, we'll get there one step at a time. But, um, but nevertheless, yeah, it was so cool to have that diversity. And I think moving forward, we might do a, an event per month. And if they end up turning well, we might even do a bi-weekly thing where we might have one networking event per month and an additional like panel or, network, or a workshop. Uh, we'll see what happens, especially with this book, because if this book actually does take off or gain some traction that is decent, then it would make sense to build off of that momentum and actually run some stuff more frequently. Yeah, I, I had a pretty good time. I would I would like to see more kind of events like that, um, especially like as like an opportunity to like meet more people and network since, yeah, I, I was worried it would be like three people or four people on the server i'd like already known and i wouldn't like get to actually meet anyone new yeah likewise i i think we you and i were the only people that have been in the prior events it was cool um to meet like katie and casino I feel so bad i keep mispronouncing a name his name because his name i realize i realize now his name is casino but he has an a attached to his name because his last name starts with an a but all of it was on lowercase, so it looked like it was oh. Casino. Yeah, that's what I thought it was Oa at the end. Um, I didn't ever, I meant to look up and find like some of Katie's articles to see what she was writing about, but I ended up, uh, I got stuck. I ended, I had like added everyone on like Twitter and that, but that's as far as I made it. Yeah. I should likewise. actually, yeah, I should actually be a little more diligent. Oops, and follow through. Yeah, you know, that she, she, Katie. I actually found Katie a while ago on eFuse. She kept message. She kept uh, engaging with my post too. So I, I thought I would reach out to her because at the time I was still looking for a writing writer contractor. So I thought she might be a good fit. And then I reached out. So then I think that's kind of where the relationship kind of started. 
But I mean, at this point, I'm not looking for a writer, so no longer opportunity open. Um, but but yeah, it's that's that's how I kind of found her. But she's super active on EFUs, like very very active. Yeah, I thought it was funny when she said she was like an affiliate for EFUs. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just I'm just gonna sit here and listen to that then. <laughs> <laughs> What does she mean by an affiliate? Like, 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 is she promoting EFUs and she gets money for it? I'm not actually sure. I was wondering that. Um, I went, no, when I went to EFUs, she was verified. I don't know if they use those ch- terms like interchangeably or not. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't think so. I was actually reading someone's article on how to get verified on EFUs. And I remember, and the thing was crazy is that I joined the server, I, or I joined the platform before this guy and I was posting more the longest shriek. And what he was posting was very specifically like ads for his um, SEO marketing business. And he got verified. <laughs> he got verified on the platform. And the, he said the re- way he was able to get verified is all he did was like talk to the server people and then just tell them what he was doing. And then I guess he just kept posting and they're like, hey, you want to get verified? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So... It sounds a little bit like Twitter, where there's no, like, really method to it. They kind of just, like, whenever they feel like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it, I mean I'm mean, i just happy. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I got unbanned. Oh, you're unbanned. You're back on EFUs yeah. then. I'm back nice. on EFUs. And the best part about it all is not only did I not lose my streak, but I was actually posting while I was banned. And I gained, I think I gained 15 followers. What? I'm pretty sure I was at 50, and I, I checked back, and I'm at 75. So not only was, when I was banned did I gain followers, but my streak is also increased, which is so cool. I don't, again, I don't know. I don't fully remember if I was at 50. I'm like 95% sure I was at 55 or something like that, and now I'm at like 75, so that's pretty nice. Not to say that that matters per se, but it was just cool. Yeah, there's... I, I don't know. I don't I don't like EFUs. They have there's just so many things wrong with them. But I didn't I didn't want to say that and start something yesterday when she said uh, she was affiliate. Yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I don't hate the platform. I think there's opportunity. I'm like I, I try to take the emotional bias out of it and kind of look at it like a business opportunity. Like I can I mean all I invested was two hours and now I have the opportunity to leverage my two hundred uh people streak and not have to do anything for the next two years unless i wanted to promote something um my only concern is like i'm because i can't see what the actual memes were that i uploaded because i uploaded just a bunch of memes because that was the most efficient way to do it so Mm -hmm. i can't see because i know my from my pile of memes because i downloaded them randomly like i literally went through the internet without looking because i uploaded literally eight months worth of posts in two hours so like you do not you do not think while you're doing it you just quickly downloaded a bunch of stuff and I had a pile of a folder full of images that I just kept uploading them very, very quickly. And then I looked back at some of them and some of them were very questionable. Um, so I'm concerned that I don't know if any of the questionable one got through in terms of uploading. Specifically, one said like the N-word. So I'm like concerned if that goes through, it's like I'm getting banned. Like I'm done. Um, yeah. So it, it was only one of them. And I, and I noticed that while it's uploading, so I avoided it. But I, I think I was idiot because i didn't delete them and i started recycling some of them because i wasn't going to download more so i'm concerned if i when i started recycling them if i uploaded that but hopefully hopefully if it was uploaded that it was very very late like several months down to the point where if use upgrades their software i can actually see what what i scheduled 
So I can actually see and notice that, okay, this is something I need to remove, right? Like that would be the best case scenario. Or the best case scenario is that I didn't mess up and nothing questionable is uploaded, but it's like I can't do anything with their UI. It's just limited. Yeah. That's I was actually thinking that I don't know if they have like a, like a, like a patch note list or something where we can see what they've actually worked on. Because like every, it's one of those like every few months I'll go back and like see like, do they have like a dark mode yet? Like, can I actually click on these links and they send me somewhere? Like, no, like, okay, well, they haven't fixed these like super basic things. Yeah, I don't know if they're making it primarily for mobile experience, though. Maybe that's why we kind of have so much problems with it. Uh, I mean, maybe. I I hope not, because I don't like to do things on mobile. But, I mean, if that's where their opportunities are, that's where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I'm curious to see where they kind of move moving forward. Um, yeah, I just, they have a lot of money. That's all I know. <laughs> so if they spend that money well then best select to them and if it grows i'm willing to take i'm willing to be on the platform be a supporter of the platform and use it as a business opportunity if it doesn't all i lost was two hours so it's not and right now for me like it is a very good asset because at least i get a lot more reach than it traditionally would on like other social media platforms so like it's a win for me already so it's not a waste of two hours even if it does fall through mm-hmm. but but yeah um with that, though, I mean, I'm so curious because I, I do think that if they do play their cards right, they might have a really good thing on their hands. And it might be very cool to see what an esports specific social media platform might look like. But just not yet. Not yet with the, the shit posting dreams. Yeah, that's that's I, I don't know that it just seems to me like this is a, a platform to like advertise yourself, which I don't think most of the people are actually even like looking through and using that. Um, cause I know like three, three weeks ago, time's weird. Um, I was going through trying to be like, you know, I wonder if I can find people on here that would be good to like interview for like the podcast thing. And I just like went through, I spent like 10 minutes scrolling through and I'm like, all of these are just people advertising like their streams or something like. Well, those are the there's... perfect people to interview. You just post, uh, anyone want to promote their stream? Come on my stream and I'll interview you. And then you'll probably get like 10 people saying, hey, I want to promote my stream. Uh, I mean, I guess if I just wanted to like find anyone, which is probably what I need to actually be starting with. Yeah. But I'd like to not just have like 10 random streamers that are all like just playing Apex or whatever or Vanguard on there. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I guess yeah, we'll see what happens with your podcast. I know you're not the one who's finding people right now, correct? Uh, the Tuesday one, no. We've got someone else. I actually feel real... So, yeah, they well, we have somebody else who finds them because he works for, like, a really big... Like, one of the really big, like, political podcasts, which I know I've talked to you about the this individual before. Um, But, yeah, he, he kind of, like, helps out with us. And I was like talking to him yesterday and I was like, oh, I should actually give him my little like Twitch Prime thing every month. And I went to like find his Twitch stream and I realized I've known this guy for like a year and I never followed him. So, yeah, I don't know how because I was like, I don't think he actually streams anymore. And that's why I never see it. So I just followed him in like three o'clock in the morning, hoping that by like tomorrow or the next time he does stream, other people have followed and I'll be kind of buried in there and he won't see that. That's funny. Yeah, that actually like happens quite a bit though. So, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it is what it is. It's not that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, 
But yeah, moving on in terms of business stuff. Well, actually, I, I think the book has pretty much taken up all my business stuff. The one thing I am experimenting with that I think has been working out pretty well for the past few days is I traditionally record my days by 30-minute intervals, but I started recording it by 15-minute intervals because what I started noticing is that like, I might call 30 minutes of work work, but then at the end of it, I might be like 20 minutes working, 10 minutes like, you know, not working, right? Or like... um. Like it might, like it might feel like it's work, but it's not really work. And getting that specificity and like what it is each hour, each fifteen minute is being spent on, it not only gives you that more clarity on okay, this is where the time's actually going, but it also it really encourages me to make sure every fifteen minute is on point because, um, because I know I'm gonna record it right. So if I'm not getting that fifteen minute in, it's like okay, I'm gonna lose this versus if I was doing the thirty, I can get away with like 10, 15 minutes um before having to record anything so it's an interesting experience for sure i'll have to keep you updated there but i think i just don't i haven't been working on too much business stuff outside of the book either (laughs) it's gonna be pretty much like 80 90 hour a week like it's pretty insane but i'm hoping to clock in everything before the end of next week yeah i mean i think it's okay though as long as you are like actually working on something I think it's you're you're okay because yeah, the book would, obviously is a pretty big deal. It's not like this is a like I don't know if this is time well spent. It definitely is. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I I'd wish it. Was... You you cut out. Oh, give me a second. Someone turn on the washer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I I'm connected on the same power grid, but um, what was I saying? Uh, oh, yeah. Whether the book was a yeah yeah the the book the book is just over time at this point that's the thing like at this ne- this week that's coming up should have been a, a retrospecting reflecting planning week right I'm gonna have to move that all into the last week of December which is fine it's still not the end of the world like not like I was actually gonna get anything done I had anything important planned for this week anyway so it's like not the end of the world but uh, getting this done is like so important because I have to move on move forward but I'm excited to see what comes mm-hmm. out of this book and and yeah. It'll yeah, it'll feel really good once you once you get that done. It'll be really good just to see the physical book. That'll be so awesome to <laughs> hold it and be like, okay, it's done. Get out of my way so I can not look at like use that as a cup holder. And <laughs> yeah, that that felt really. That was one of the things I was really happy when my dissertation was done. Just being able to like hold it. You're like, this is it. It is done. <laughs> it is perfect. It is beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, with with that, I think I think we're at the at the end here. Let's share what we want to commit ourselves to for the next week, and we'll check in then. Okay. Um, for myself, I need to try to get myself back on schedule. Um, kind of maintaining stuff. I need to figure out consulting and message people about joining them, which I've I've got a small list here. Um. I'd really like to continue the podcast, even if that isn't, it it is like tangentially maybe related to consulting since it builds up like a sort of body of work for me. But that, that's something that kind of just like got completely dropped. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I think, I think even if it doesn't relate to consulting, it could be one of those things you just continue for the fun of continuing it. Like something you do on your side more so than Mm -hmm. for like business related, which is completely fine. Yeah. 
for myself i'd like to get this project done and by the end of next week so hopefully before we get on call if not right after we get off call getting it into kdp it's going to be cutting it cutting it close just with what i have what i'm hoping to get done left but i should be able to get it done like i should be able to confidently get it done like it's not it's tremendous amount of work it's just fair bit amount of work <laughs> you know so but i really want to get it done i really want to move on with life i keep saying this week after week after week but i know this week is the week i'm really going to be able to move on and be like okay i'm finally done i can finally work on other stuff but the best part about it all is that working on this book it made me a lot better of a worker like i work a lot longer a lot harder uh, I, like i've been significantly better than uh, a part of it because of focus blocks but also part of it is just having this vision and goal and pushing towards myself. I think I built that kind of character to want to keep on working and building and pushing. Where now I'm excited to bring these character traits and to bring them into you know the future. And also incorporating learning again. I haven't read a book in like three months. It's been in it's insane. So doing that's going to be a lot of fun too. Just reading and yeah. But that that's my commitment is getting this done. Sounds good. Yeah, long story short. I could have just said that. I don't know why I went on a tangent. You're good. Yeah. I think we are good here. Um, any final words and thoughts? Uh, nope. I think that's it. Hopefully hopefully next week we can finally get all three of us back together again. Yeah, that'll be the dream. But we'll see what happens. Until then, take care. See ya.